Uh, Jeremy. Neil. What was that? You mean what we just went through? Yeah. 300, like, 366 days. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that was, uh, that was something. It was something. Um, it's good to be back. It's good to see your face on my screen. <laughs> it's good to be back at making uh, wiggly air, um, talking about our awesome city. So uh, let's play that theme and get into it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that that's gonna be a, a <laughs> smashing success. Yeah. I'm not saying I'll kill a snitch, but right. <laughs> they can make you wear pants. Welcome to Talk About Town, the local Louisville podcast about culture, art, food, and sports. And now, here's your host with the most, Neil. And Jeremy. All right. I love that. That's beautiful. It's good to be back. Good to see you, Jeremy. You as well, Neil. Um, full disclosure, I've talked to Jeremy almost every day. So while you don't hear our voice um, daily, we talk to each other daily. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do if I didn't. That's right. You uh, you helped me get through the good times and the bad times. So, um, you know, 2020, a, a crazy year for lots of reasons. Um, I don't think we're necessarily the pundits to um, comment on everything that happened in the year because it was fairly nuts. Um, right. Although this, this show, go ahead. Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, in a lot of ways, 2020 was very good to me and my family. Um, and it wasn't without its challenges and, um, to chalk it up as entirely bad would be completely dishonest. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that you have to, um, you know, like you recognize that for you personally, you, you had a lot of good things happen, but for many, many people, it was the worst year of their lives. Um, well, I, and I had challenges and struggles as well. Uh, I mean, I think we talked about it earlier in the year when uh, before we took our hiatus and everything. Uh, I had business that folded in the beginning of the year. I had uh, crickets on all kinds of stuff. I was sitting around like tapping my fingers like, oh, crap, I need to make some money because it just all dried up on me. Um, well, and, and I think that... Um you know, regardless of whether or not there's a global pandemic or civil unrest or whatever else is going on, we all have our challenges, um, you know, regardless of our station in life, our um, socioeconomic status, um, you know, there's just for certain people and there there's challenges that are beyond I, what you and I could possibly even imagine on a daily basis. We are very fortunate people. And I think we both recognize that. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, this is this show, um, what we hope to bring is a little bit of positivity, um, in a world that is filled with a lot of negativity. Um, and you can go on social media at any given moment and just drive yourself crazy. Um, if you want to just drive yourself crazy, just look at what the opposite party or the opposite 
thinker thinks, um, you know, somebody who doesn't think like you, um, it's pretty easy to make yourself crazy and angry. And, um, you know, that's again, that we're not here to, um, really sway your opinions in one way or the other, you Talk know, about town casts a wide net. Right. And, and what we're really, we're really focused on is our city and the community and the people in it. And, um, so we talked about that. It's been, as we mentioned, quite a while, um, since we were on last, um, we've had a lot of things going on. Um, a lot of things happened with Neil specifically, um, good things, but, uh, things well, some, that kind of, cr- some, some bad things too. Um, some bad things too. Yeah. yeah. Dealing with, uh, some health issues with your family. Yeah. Uh, um, like o- October was the last time we recorded an episode. Uh, and, um, consequently my family, we found a house that we wanted to move to and it, meant we weren't ready to like make a move or anything. Uh, and it wasn't something, it was something we had talked about, but it wasn't imminent and getting our house ready and doing all this stuff turned into uh, constant late nights, early mornings and, and fitting in time to record just wasn't really doable at the time. Right. I hope you had a good realtor though. I did. I had the best. It was me. (laughs) Um, Um, and I had I had another guy do like an open house at my house a couple of times that was really good. Yeah, that was you. Oh, right, right. I remember him. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, and then there's the holidays and there's everything going on. So it, it's it was and, it was tough. we didn't we didn't anticipate we we tried to actually get on and have like an end of the year episode to just say hey we'll be back uh, we miss you guys um, you know miss each other whatever. But um, that never ended up happening. So here we are. And it's uh, as we speak, it's January 9th. I'm not exactly sure when this will go live, but um, go live soon. Um, but, uh, happy yeah, New Year to the, everybody, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2021. Happy, I know it's, it's going to be so much better. Uh, on moving day, um, my dad had some, some pretty major health things going on too. And it's like um, holidays, moving, family health issues, everything all at once was like, it was overwhelming. Yeah, I can imagine. And, um, you know, you only moved five minutes away. Just imagine if this was a, uh, across the country move or cro- even across the city move, really like it, it, the logistics could have made it much more difficult, but, um, anyway, so you're getting settled now. You like the yeah. new house and, and dad is doing well, who was, uh, incidentally an early guest of talk about town. Yeah. Um, he is a local hero. He is. He's he's uh, in certain corners. He's a minor celebrity. Right. As as are, I think, both of my parents. Well, especially my, my well, my mom's a superstar. She's she's just not necessarily as well known. <laughs> but my dad <laughs> is uh, pretty well recognized in the city. I think anytime you've been in a city like Louisville for as long as you and I have been in it, um, people just kind of, you, you know, you walk, you go in the same circles. People know who you are. Small town, big city, as we always say. Absolutely. Which is, which is one thing that makes me love Louisville. Um, you know, we we share similarities with people all across the town. You and you cannot you can't meet somebody hardly without finding people you know in common. You're like, oh yeah, I know them. Right. And it always messes people up when uh, you know, because we we talk about this all the time, but it's like 
where'd you go to high school? You know, 50 year old people like asking each other where they went to high school. And they're like, Oh, I'm not from here. It just totally messes them up. Cause then they can't find that connection of people that, you know, they, I don't they know what know. category to put you in. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, uh, so I don't know anybody that, you know, I don't, I don't know how this is going to work, but, um, you know, it's like, uh, like Neil, it's like, Oh, that's old man Cox's kid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like everybody knows it was old man Cox's boy. That's right. Um, but it is like uh, in a city of a million people, um, you know, metro area of million plus. I mean, it's uh, it is kind of crazy to have that small town feel. And I know that um, things have been tough lately, but um, we still have a great city. We have a great place to live. Um, there's a lot of great people and we're going to, you know, we're going to talk to a lot of them. That's part of what's uh, going on in our upcoming episodes we talked a little bit about this um but that's really what we want to do is we want to highlight people that are interesting and have something interesting to talk about that are either from louisville live in louisville or have ties to the community um you know culture food sports um arts entertainment all those things that um you know are not necessarily unique to our city but the people um, in which we speak to are unique to our city. And, and, uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, it, it, it's going to, it's going to be wide ranging and it's going to be interesting to a lot of people. Um, maybe not outside of Louisville, but that's not right. who we really care about. That, yeah. That's not our audience. Uh, we're, we're lining up guests as we speak. Um, not going to drop names yet because, uh, we need confirmed and sitting down and actually doing it. Um, we have a new studio space that once, uh, once the pandemic stuff gets straightened out, which will be sooner than later, I hope we'll be able to host people in a really comfortable, inviting space um, that is uh, centrally located and not in my house. Right. Well, you're dealing with a lot of logistical issues um, when you're trying to uh, coordinate on Zoom because we're not we're not a quote unquote professional podcasters with all the studio equipment and all the money. We're not like Earwolf or whatever, where you've got, um, you know, and, and, and most of the people that we're interviewing are not, um, celebrities or, or, um, professional broadcasters that have access to all this equipment. So, so you deal with different internet speeds, you deal with different, um, you know, sounds and lags and all those things that make, um, you know, doing an, an interview on zoom. I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever had a, you know, just a meeting on zoom, you know how it goes. Like, um, you know, the loudest person is going to dominate and, um, you know, people, it, it can just be a little bit chaotic, but I think it's worked out pretty well for us. And I'm looking at Neil sitting in the studio and it looks beautiful. It's going to be awesome. Um, and we look forward to that as well because the sound quality will be awesome. And, um, again, just having a space where people can come and, and we will look quote unquote professional. <laughs> yeah, it will. I mean, it's, it's not just a ragtag outfit. We just don't have the, uh, the corporate producers behind us, uh, but right. it's going to sound, it's going to sound good. It's going to be fun and it, it's going to be comfortable. It's, it's the space is coming together. Yeah. We got to book all our own guests. We don't have uh yeah, that's crazy. we don't we don't have a, a publicist and we're not reaching out to their publicist. It's just kind of, you know, making connections and, you know, who knows one day, one day we could get there. But uh, I do like being able to make that just personal connection to people because I, I think that that's, um, 
you know, that's what we do in our careers. And it's just, and it's, and it's kind of who we are as people. Like we, yeah. we both like to make those personal connections. You, you and I are both, uh, social to a fault, I think. Right. Which is, you know, difficult in a pandemic, but, um, you know, I think we're, we've both, uh, we both, I won't say thrived, but we've, we've survived and we're making it through. And, um, it's, when it was original lockdown time, uh, you know, March, April time, I was not thriving. It I know. was, uh, it was difficult for me. Um, and it's funny. Yeah. My wife is like, wait, I get to just stay home every day. Awesome. <laughs> I know my wife loves it too. I mean, our wives also are very similar in that they're not super social. Um, my wife did miss family a lot, you know, um, not being able to hug your own mother, um, you know, or, or uh, like in her case, it was, you know, my, like her, her in-laws are in our bubble, quote unquote, but my parents are not, you know, so I would see them, but we, you know, we're social distance. So um, it's been, it's been tough. And I think that a, a lot of people, even if they've generally been okay, like I, I would say I've generally been okay, but I've had periods where I have not done so well. Like I would have a day or two or a week or whatever, where I was just kind of down. Um, and I think that's, again, a lot of people right now. And I mean, your mental health, we, again, we're not the, we're not mental health professionals, but I, I would say your mental health is super important and not to neglect it in, uh, at any time, especially right now. So, um, do whatever you can to stay mentally healthy. Um, and, uh, you know, talk to the right people, do the right things, whoever your support system is. Um, because we're all, we're all just trying to get by. And, and so um, we have a friend who sent us a meme about, you know, uh, the continuation of 2020. Uh, <laughs> it was like the guy looking at the clock and it was changing from 1159 and then it changed um, at, on 1231 and it was 13, one 2020. So like, it just, <laughs> so just a continuation, like it just never ended. It's a nightmare that we can't wake up from, but um, you know, it, 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 I think we can see that there's light at the end of the tunnel now. Um, it's not happening nearly as fast as any of us would like it to, but, but we're getting there. And, um, like I said, we're going to, we're going to keep it positive. We're going to have some really fun and interesting people to talk to. Um, you know, we had, uh, Whitney Austin on, um, two episodes ago. And although it was not what we would necessarily call a fun episode, she was a very interesting person with Mm -hmm. a very positive message. She came through a very difficult situation, and, um, you know, took it and, and has, you know, she has her Whitney strong, um, campaign and community and, and, um, yeah, I mean, and those are the kind of things that we, you know, they don't all have to be as inspiring quote unquote as, as what Whitney's been through, but, but, um, you know, like uh, there's, there's just, there's a lot of people that do a lot of good in this community and we want to talk to them. We want to know what it's about. Uh, yeah. And it could just be, you know, somebody that we know that we like. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, and even if you know somebody who'd make a good guess that, you know, we don't know everybody, drop us a line, uh, Neil at talkabouttownky.com, Jeremy at talkabouttownky.com. We have Twitter too, don't we? Yes. Um, I have not been active on Twitter on there recently, but We'll, we'll resurrect that too. The end of the year, just uh, it, it got a little unmanageable for me. And when that happens, you got to prioritize and um, talking 
to you on Zoom and recording it, unfortunately, just moved down it further and further on the list at the end of the year. But I'm putting it on the top now. One thing you may not know about Neil is that although Neil is he's a full time realtor, he is a full time dad. He is a business owner. Um, he is my business partner. He has a lot of hats that he wears and, um, you know, he's one of those people and I think I am too, but he's one of those people that just does better the more he has to do. But I mean, it's amazing, um, how much this guy does. He wakes up at five 30 most mornings and just doesn't stop. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy because his wife, um, is a full-time employee, but her job is just much more rigid. And so even though Neil has more freedom and flexibility, he still has the responsibilities of basically all those things, you know, if the kids yeah. got to go somewhere, it's usually Neil that's taking them. If the, yeah. if the, uh, if, if, you know, they got to get the groceries, got to do this, got to, it's, you know, um, you know, and then because I, um, have my own priorities as well. Usually Neil is the one that's, um, you know, out there helping our real estate clients and it's, yeah. So, um, well, shout funny. out shout out to Neil on our podcast. Thank thank you. Um you mentioned um that I'm a small business owner. That was something positive for 2020. I launched a business in 2020 um and it's it's successful and it is it's doing really well and growing and I'm I'm looking to grow. It's it's the the hard thing about it now is like um it's like my side hustle um, but it, it has the potential to, to not just be a side hustle and it's, it's hard to dedicate like, okay, this much time needs to be this job. This much time needs to be this job. It's, it's, it's wanna, interesting um, that way. Do you want to plug it? You want to tell people about yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, go to welcomehomebags.com. That's our website. Um, our, our flagship product is a bag shaped like a house with a, uh, for sale sign that has sold on it. Uh, the It is intended to be used for service professionals, especially realtors, but whoever, um, to present gifts to clients uh, using that bag. Yeah, realtors, I have a, title companies, mortgage yeah. lenders. I have a patent on it now. Um, it's official. I've got a copyright on the mark. Um, that stuff was crazy. Um, my when I told my wife about this idea and she's like, you want to, you want to do what? <laughs> and God bless her. She humored me and let me kind of dip my toe in it. And it's taken on a life of its own. Right. Well, and, um, and you're kind of a, a one man show with it. I mean, I know um, you've got your, your oldest son helps you a little bit. Your, your wife helps you a little bit with it, but it's, it's kind of your baby and who knows, like you said, where it's going to go. But um, Neil, is also well the welcome home bags i mean if you they're also in the promotional products business so if you're yes. familiar if you're familiar with promotional products is anything that can be branded with a logo pens keychains coffee mugs whatever um so um neil has access to those too so you know whether it you don't have to be a realtor or a mortgage professional or an, anything related to homes to get to need you know any business that's right it, if you have a restaurant products. and you need umbrellas with your logo printed on it i'm your guy right if you want a mouse pad if you want a water bottle if you want hand sanitizer anything that you can tattoos think no i'm just kidding not tattoos <laughs> well maybe temporary te temporary tattoos <laughs> i suppose yeah those are those are there's literally over a million products that can be branded with a logo so it's 
basically anything you can think of that they can put a logo on, they can do it. So, um, and then Neil has the resources, uh, part of what's called ASI, which is Advertising Specialty Institute. Um, I know so much about this because I used to be part of the ASI industry myself. So that's right. Um, I was not a distributor. I worked for a company that was a decorator, which they, anyway, there's distributors, there's supply, there's distributors, there's suppliers, and then there's decorators. So there's people that sell it. There's people that source it. And then there's people that actually put the logos on the stuff. So it's, um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting business. It's a multi, multi billion dollar business, but you don't really think about where your pen came from or where your hat came from. You're just like, Oh, it's a hat. It's promote. It's right. the swag, you know, the, well, the I just thing. shipped, I just shipped um, like a bunch of sample pens to somebody for instance. And right. hopefully the, you know, and I'm the distributor. I know the supplier. I say, Hey, send this person a whole sample of pens and that, that it goes well with the with the bag idea plus we've got a bunch of custom gifts that we've been sourcing um for instance we've we have and which is new it took a long time to get these done but we have candles with the welcome home it says welcome home in a little outline of a house but we've got our own custom branded scents and they're they're beautiful they're custom branded and people are going to love these things um, who doesn't love a good smelling candle? But when my philosophy with this is like, if you're a realtor, title company lender, something like that, if you, if you are gifting someone something with your logo on it, it's almost not a gift. You know, it's like a business card in the form of a fill in the blank. Right. But if you celebrate their wins, um, that's, that will be more impactful and we'll, we'll do kind of the same thing. That's, that's what, what we're doing right now. Good stuff. Well, um, it is wildcard Saturday. It is. Hold on. Let me, let me mention quick, fantasy football real quick. I was going to say quick change. You know, we, uh, we both that's have right. ADD. We can jump from topic to topic. Oh, I can, I can go to whatever, but, um, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy football. I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. well, 2020 was triumphant and horribly tragic in fantasy football as well. Um, I, I was convinced earlier in the year that the NFL season wouldn't happen. And I, I am usually pretty prepared and I was ill prepared this time and ended up, um, my draft that I did ended up being fantastic. I lost uh, week one and didn't lose again until the championship round. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was, I ripped off 14 wins in the row. If you count the playoffs and lost, uh, we fell flat the wrong week. So that's like, uh, it's like the Patriots or, <laughs> or, or last year's, uh, last year's Ravens, you know, get, get all the way there and then, yep. and then, but, um, you know, it, it happens, get them, you know, next year you could be 500, make it to the playoffs and then win it all. It, so it's true. It's you true. never know. But, um, when this year you got, you've got, uh, I, I never play fantasy sports. I think it's because, um, I tend to be somewhat obsessive with whatever, you know, especially if it's new to me and like, I I'm, a, I'm always afraid that I would, um, just be all consumed with my fantasy sports and, and I am, <laughs> I have an, I have enough things that distract me from, you know, just everyday life. But, um, but yeah, so I think, uh, 
it's a pretty exciting weekend. We got some local ties. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I am um I'm a Bills fan. I'm also, you know, well, I'm, I'm a Colts I'm, fan, and right. guess what happens today? Bills versus Colts. Bills versus Colts. Colts at Bills. Um for one the, o'clock. One one o'clock. Uh, I will be watching. Uh, yeah. I'll be rooting for for my Colts. Right. And as you listen to this. It will be past tense, but you know, it's exciting. Um, it will, yeah, that was awesome how we won, right? <laughs> I'm just putting it into the universe. Well, and um, and I, I'm a I was not really a Ravens fan before Lamar, but I am Same. you know, I, I you know, I always said my my favorite local team, quote unquote, was Cincinnati. And I know they've had lots of uh ups and downs, local quote unquote, because you know, being in Louisville, we don't regional. Really have a, yes. Um, and, uh, I, I kind of was loyal to Cincinnati because one of my closest friends was, was a Cincinnati fan. And I, I got attached to the bills because of Will Wolford actually back hmm. in the late eighties, early nineties. He, uh, he played for the bills. He's from Louisville. Um, his, his, uh, sister, Jackie was actually married to my uncle Richard. Oh. Um, and so in the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, he went to four Super Bowls in a row. He was on three of those four teams. And as a young kid from Louisville with no pro sports team, it just, no, you know, especially mm-hmm. no NFL team. It just gave me a, a team to cheer for. And Will, I just stuck with Will, him. Will Warford uh, got, I don't know if he still is at some point he was involved in Colts media. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he used to play for the Colts as well. I mean, he was a uh, all pro left tackle, really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, um, like I said, a tat, a, attached to them at a young age and have just kind of stuck with them, but they have not been very fun to watch for the last 20 years or so. Um, but I think uh, they got a pretty good team. They have trivia trivia. Who was Jim Kelly's backup back then? Frank Reich. What is Frank Reich's job right now? Head coach of Indianapolis Colts. That's right. So we've got some, it's all, it's, interconnected, I don't know. Yeah. It's interconnected and it's going to manifest in something. Right. So one well, of us I, will be really happy I think, later. Uh, I think Reich is a really good coach. I remember, we'll see, there's a game. You probably know this game. Um, he, it's in the playoffs. Houston Oilers, which no longer exists, they were up 35-3 to three at halftime against the Bills. This mm-hmm. is the greatest comeback in uh, playoff history. They ended up winning 41-38. Um, to 38. The Bills did. They came all the way back, and Frank Reich was playing in place of Jim Kelly because Jim Kelly was hurt. Yep. And so with their backup quarterback, they, they came back from a 35 point deficit. It, it was, it was 38 to three. They, they scored one field goal in the second half and they were up 38 to three and the bills came all the way back and won the game. The, uh, the second greatest playoff comeback in, in NFL history. I was at, yeah, it was, it was, uh, the Colts chiefs, I think 2013. That was wild. Uh, Colts were getting blown out in their own building, mounted a huge comeback. There were some Colts fans sitting next to us that pieced out like at halftime or shortly after the half had left. We're like, we're not leaving. We paid for this. We're going to at least stay. And it was electric. It was crazy. Yeah. I was at the UofL game when they played um, Marquette, I believe. And we were down 18. This was like the first year of the Yum Center. We were down 18 with under six minutes to go. And um, came back and won the game. And like you know, a lot of fans had left. My parents were like, should we go? And I was like, well, let's just hold out for a second. <laughs> and um, 
and, and then, you know, we just started methodically chipping away and, um, I don't know, ended up winning the game. So, I mean, sports are crazy. I was watching, uh, I was watching a game the other day. It was, uh, I, I said to, to my wife, I was like, Oh, Oklahoma state's going to win. I was, I think it was, it was Oklahoma state against West Virginia. No. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Oklahoma state. Anyway, they were up 18 with like 11 minutes left and West Virginia, um, like they, they came back and won the game. Um, but like with the three point shot and with, you know, shorter shot clock, as many possessions as you get it, it, uh, no lead is safe, you know, <laughs> that's right. It seems like, but, um, yeah. So speaking of cards, um, got the lady cards ranked number two in the country. If they can ever get to play their games, cause they've had so many games that have been rescheduled and right. postponed and Duke women canceled their entire season. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the lady cards are really, really good. And I think if they can get to play consistently, you can see how good they really are. And, and mm-hmm. I, I would say like, you know, people that want to poo poo on women's basketball, like watch those women play. I mean, these, there's some really good players. Um, and, and if you don't think they're any good, why don't you try to challenge them to a one-on-one? There we go. We'll, <laughs> uh, Dana, we'll Dana Evans, it. Dana Evans would, would, uh, yeah, she, she, she'd cross up most of you people. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, like, and there's, I mean, they're, they're talented. That, and like, I, I think it's, it's easy to like, you know, I mean, you can't compare them to the men's game, you know, it's just a different right. game, but, but um, I think there's a, there's a, I don't know. There's a, I think she plays for Stanford, uh, a woman who plays for Stanford. She's like six one and can dunk with two hands. Nice. Um, yeah. There's not, I mean, it's like, there's a lot of women that can dunk, but most of them are like six, five and they, and you know, they, they jump and I'm not trying to disparage the ladies, but, but you know, they, it's, it's not, you know, like a drop step two handed dunk like this. I mean, she needs two steps and she can dunk with two hands and it's impressive. Um, but, uh, but, and I don't know, like, I, I think if you just appreciate the game for what it is, I mean, just like the fast pace, the, the flow, the fundamentals, the, the, you know, and these girls shouldn't call them girls. These, these, these women, um, they can shoot too. I mean, yeah. they, they, I mean, Dane Evans will pull from anywhere and she's like five, five maybe. And she's going to be a top, five pick in the WNBA draft. She's pretty awesome. And then, uh, the men, um, the boys, since I did it to the, to the women, that's right. The boys, boys, they, uh, they, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to put a finger on, on this team. Like I I was, well, they did beat you. Okay. They did beat UK. So the season is successful, right? Even though UK is having maybe their worst season in uh, 80 years, but, (laughs) but, um, you know, they, they have, I think, right now they've got an eight-player rotation. I think all eight of those players are solid. They're, I don't mm-hmm. know that we have any superstars. I think we got two guys that are really good, and we have a bunch of guys that are pretty darn good. Um, and if we get a couple of these guys back, like Malik Williams, and then there's the freshman whose name is eluding me right now, um, you know, then I think that they have the potential to be pretty darn good. I don't know if they're going to be a, you know, final four kind of team but, but, but we're we're young they're they're very young this year young. yeah i mean they, the, they played wisconsin which i think the average age, age of the wisconsin team is like 36 or something <laughs> uh, now they, i think it's like 23 though which for college kids it's pretty old mm-hmm. um they uh they crushed it so it was like 40 point victory mm-hmm. um and that was pretty humbling but you know that's the only team that 
we, I mean, because we played some good teams. I think that was by far the best team we played. Um, but we played some good teams, and that's the only game we lost. And but it was just we lost by so much that it was like, whoa, you know, we still got a long way to go. But um, hopefully for them, it was a reality check too. And this is just such a weird season because, you know, like we were talking about, like so many games are getting postponed and mm-hmm. pushed around. And I think they're, you know, they're supposed to play Georgia Tech this weekend, and that's been postponed, um, rescheduled, whatever. So it's it's. Uh, you know, like it's, it's going to be a race to get as many games as you can get just to make it to the tournament. Um, I think you need to have 13 games. You need to play 13 games to make it to the tournament. I know that's true for the women. I'm not sure if it's the same for mm-hmm. the men, but um, you know, so get in and then anything can happen. That's right. Uh, I've, I found it kind of strange when I went to watch and I was like, who are these guys? You know, um, Malik's not there right now. So, Almost at you know David Johnson I know and the, and then then you've got you know you're used to seeing Slazinski on the bench now he's playing all the time you're like oh okay there there we go like Nickelberry and some of those guys but there's so many new faces right there's there's nobody the only person that played significant minutes last year was David Johnson mm-hmm. um, that plays that and Malik Williams will when he's healthy but yep. um, but yeah so it's it's interesting and I mean you know I, I know obviously we're cards fans. I don't like to, I don't like to bash the cats and the cats fans. Um, we have lots of cats fans that are friends and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I suppose that we, uh, <laughs> we're not, we're not like really broken up about it, that they're, that they're playing so bad, but, um, it is, it, it's, it, I think it's, you know, it's a lot of things with this team. I think, you know, when you're getting, um, basically a new squad every year, it's hard when you get to come together. And then if your talent, is not quite, you know, and it could be from year to year. It could be that like you've got one of the top 10 recruiting classes, top five, top two recruiting classes in the country. Um, but if the overall talent of that class isn't great, then then you're going to suffer. And if you don't have some veteran guys that are really good, that can help bring them along for some cohesion and, um, you know, just mentoring or whatever, then, um, you know, the team's going to struggle. And, and I think, historically what you've seen with Cal's teams is they tend to be up and down a little bit in the beginning of the season. And then, you know, they're, they pull it together. Yeah. And, and and that's credit to Cal. Right. I, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if they can do that this year because they've got a, they've got a big hole to dig out of. And honestly, I would like to see them do it. I'm, you know, I'm not a hater. I, I think that if they could do it, it would be again, another Testament to, to Cal's coaching ability. And people, people want to say that, um, you know, he's, he, he doesn't, he's not a great coach. He just gets great talent or this, that, but just his, I mean, recruiting is part of coaching, first of all. Mm-hmm. And second mm-hmm. of all, like just being able to take basically a new team every year and get them to be, you know, get them top to jail. Team, right. Um, is, is a testament to his ability. So you can say what you want about him, but I, but I think he's a pretty darn good coach. And I think, yeah. Um, and college basketball is better when around here when Kentucky's good. Right. Um, I like Samantha, f- Samantha and I went with some friends to New Orleans in 2012 when, when UK U of L played nothing better than that. You know, it's, it's, it would be easy to say, yeah, Kentucky's down. The world is ours, but right. Yeah. When everyone's good, everyone's better. Well, and I mean, I'd like it to get back to how it has been. I mean, we have the triangle, you know, you got Kentucky, IU and Louisville, three of the top programs, in the country um and iu has 
not been consistently good for a long time, but get them all up to that level of, uh, you know, like top 10 programs that, I mean, to me, I just think it's, it's, it's fun for college basketball. It's fun. Um, it's fun for the whole nation, you know, just as, and, and it's, and there's a sense of pride, I think when you have, and I know Indiana is not Kentucky, but, but they're, they're close and they're, you know, they're part of that. Like I said, that triangle, you know, yeah. so you got, yeah. Um, well, all of us right here within a, within a couple hours of each other. It's like either North Carolina or Kentucky is kind of the uh, ground zero for good basketball. And it, and it depends on the year, you know, you've got all the, the good North Carolina teams, but you've got all the good Kentucky teams and you can throw IU in there as well. What you, what we don't have that we used to have is the homegrown talent, not to say there's not any local talent, but I mean, like in the eighties, when you had, um, you know, Daryl Griffith was from here and yet, I mean, right. um, I don't know, you can go like Ballard, like Jerry Eves, you had, um, uh, Jason Osborne, he won from Ballard, but Dwan Wheat was, um, and that was the late eighties, early nineties, but, but, you know, going further back, 60s, 70s, like, <clears throat> I mean, there was, there was historically just Wes Unseld from Louisville. I mean, I was just, almost named Wes, by the way. Because yeah. Of him. <laughs> yeah. That, that would, that would have been a heck of a tribute. Um, but I mean, th- my point is like the, the talent in this state is not what it once was. So you, you know, so you got to recruit nationally, um, which, right. you know, I mean, when you, when you are a name brand program, it's, you can do that, but, um, I don't know what my point is with that, honestly, but I just think it's, it, it, it makes it harder to have the same kind of like, you know, say we have a lot of passion in this state for basketball, but again, like, you know, part of that passion was because we had so much talent in the state. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now like, it's just, it's, it's the history that, that creates that passion, I think, you know, instead of, instead of like, again the talent but we gotta you know true but when when you're a card you're a card you know like uh you know like uh on twitter like i will i will see stuff from russ and peyton siva and and guys like that who aren't from louisville but they they're still involved and still follow and 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 when matt came in he made a point to to reach out to a bunch of those guys and and kind of get a community together and it's like it's like lamar it's like why are we ravens fans well because we like lamar and he's a card well and and i think that that's again kind of a testament to the city because you know one thing that i mean there's a lot of guys when they come from other cities or states or both um they don't know what louisville's all about you know like they've never heard of louisville and they're like oh louisville's a real city it's a big place it's a nice place it's got all you know all these great things um and i mean i think that although we have not been able to keep a football coach that we wanted that wanted to be here for an extent Mm -hmm. you know like i would i would i'd be hard i think you'd be hard pressed to get any of them that would say that leaving louisville was their best decision they made and that they didn't love the city when they were here because you know that's what that's what they all say i mean you know, there's a reason Tom Jurich stayed here for so long. I mean, he right. loved Louisville, you know, and, and um, say what you want about Tom Jurich, but I mean, he did a lot of good things for the, for, for the program and, and um, Rick Pitino, I mean, he, he wanted to be here, but one thing like you were just mentioning that Rick Pitino didn't do is he didn't open up that L community 
um, at least on the basketball side, to all those past players that played for Denny right. Crum. Um, and they, they did not feel welcomed. You know, the players that he had that were, you know, assistant coaches or whatever, they were the guys that played for him at Kentucky. Right. Um, they weren't uh, they weren't his former um, they weren't former UL players. And, and, you know, I don't think they need to come in and be coaches necessarily, but, you know, it, I think part of that, you know, you're an ambassador now for the school, you know, and you represent a program that's won multiple national championships. It's been multiple final fours. They, that community is like you said, it's, it's, it's what it's all about. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, um, that's good. I think it's good. Yeah. We covered a lot today. We did. Um, we'll wrap it up and get out of here, but I'm looking forward to what 2021 has to offer um, in the city, on the podcast, in, in lots of parts of my life. Uh, I'm optimistic right now. I am as well. And I will say once again, happy new year to everybody. Um, and, and just, you know, hold your head up high. Um, stay positive. There's going to be a lot of good things to come um, for all of us, I think in 2021 and it may not happen right away. There's a, uh, still a lot of work to be done, but, and I guess the work never really ends, but um, again, you know, there, there seems to be at least in, from the pandemic sense, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, uh, we won't get into politics, but it looks, looks like things are transitioning. Um, and uh, there, there's, you know, there's a lot, a lot of things to look forward to, I think. So we have to just um, brace for whatever comes and um, we can only control what we can control. And I think, part of what we can control if nothing else is just being nice, you know, be nice to people. You never know what somebody's going through. Um, you can't, you can't think and look at somebody just based on clothes they wear or car they drive or whatever that they're not struggling to. So all of, all of us, no matter what have more in common than we do difference differences. So absolutely. Keep that in mind. Quote. Yep. Um, yep. We're more alike than we are unalike. Um, and uh, yeah, we're all we're all just people trying to trying to get through this crazy thing called life, you know. And and we nobody needs to make it any more difficult on anybody else, you know. It's just right. it, it's obviously not productive, and it doesn't it doesn't benefit you, that's for sure. So um, yeah, not to get too preachy, but you know, be happy, be Give well, some grace, um, and, and, and be nice, and <laughs> peace to all. Hell yeah. Go cards. Go cards. <laughs>